inexcusable and all that's on the line. They didn't handle anything correctly. Stefanski didn't call the plays correctly. Mayfield didn't handle the ball correctly. The, the defense, which has been atrocious all year, continued to be atrocious and let the worst team in the league outscore them. Welcome to the Married to Football podcast, the super fan take football today. All right, guys, my baller this week, it shouldn't be a surprise, actually. It's the guy who put on a Christmas Day performance, Elvin Kamara. He had six touchdowns. It was it was magical I've never seen that and it was definitely a day he'll never forget and I mean the last time a running back did this was in 1929 I saw that and I thought that was crazy that we've never had a running back I mean I guess it is a lot of touchdowns but they said it was the longest standing record ever and I thought that was a really cool thing that Kamara has now he and Ernie Nevers, which I've never heard of the guy, but it's cool that, you know, he has a record now with somebody from 1929 for six touchdowns. Don't you agree? Is that cool? Cool. I'm sure that there was some real fierce defense being played in 1929. I know, but I think it's cool. Like, you don't think it's cool? They were playing with leather helmets. I, don't know. I think he should have had seven touchdowns. I don't know why they put Taysom Hill in there on that one play. I know. He could have had seven, to be honest. All right, so Eric, give me your baller. My baller of the week is Stephon Diggs at mm-hmm. Buffalo Bills. With nine receptions for 145 yards and three touchdowns, uh, solidifying his place as the best wide receiver in the AFC this year and uh, putting the Patriots down uh, and uh, – kind of putting an exclamation point on the Bills' dominance of the AFC East this year. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Buffalo was really smart to trade for him, and they've definitely gotten a good return on their investment. Yeah. So, Stefan Diggs is the baller for me. Yeah. You, you like the Bills. There's a there's an unwritten rule between Bills fans and Browns fans that we support the other, like, not like, I mean, I'm not a Bills fan per se, but if the Browns weren't in the playoffs this year, I would root for the Bills. Okay. At least in the AFC. You know, they're both teams on a lake. They're both, you know, smaller markets. They both haven't had success in a long time. Yeah. Both never won a Super Bowl. You know, there's similarities, but you got to have respect for the Bills. Yeah. And when the Browns went away for a few years, the, the uh, Buffalo Bills uh, hosted, like, Cleveland Browns fan appreciation days. They would invite Brown fans to come to Bill's games. Oh, that's like, cute. I didn't know that. Good seats and stuff. Yeah. There's that three-year window when uh, the Browns didn't exist. And, uh, yeah, they, they were one of the, the organizations that reached out to Brown fans. Oh, I like that. I tried to recruit them for a little bit. Yeah, I like yeah. that. So I always give the Bills some love. If you had taken Stephon Diggs, I was going to choose Josh Allen, who's also a Buffalo Bill. <laughs> the Buffalo Bills. They're all the ballers. All right, Dale. Give me your baller. Well, speaking of the AFC East, or at least maybe formerly, and Shannon's not going to like this, but 
Tom Brady, who was 22-27 for 348 yards and four touchdowns as the Tampa Bay Bucks uh, prepped themselves to move on into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I saw. He did have a good game. He did play very well. So we can give Tom Brady some credit. I just don't, I don't foresee them going far in the playoffs still. Well, I think right now they're set up to get the, uh, they're set up to get the NFC East champs. So they may, they may be, and you know, anyone can beat anyone, but they may be set up to at least move on into the second round with a relatively easy matchup in the first. Yeah. Of course they would get them. Of course. It's always Tom Brady luck. So moving on to our busts. Aren't you guys happy we get to do busts this week? Very happy. Very happy. All right. I would have I would have rather done them last week. I I know, but we we were being nice for the holidays. All right. My bust is not a player, but a coach. John Gruden. I mean, I understand the logic of kicking the field goal, but Jacobs could have scored that touchdown. He slid down at the one-yard line. I didn't understand it, why you just wouldn't let him get the touchdown. And, I mean, I get it. There was only 19 seconds left, but look what happened. The Raiders knew they had to win to have a still shot in the playoffs, which was a slim shot, but they still needed to win. And look what happened. They lost because they if they would have scored that touchdown, they, they probably would have won. But they didn't, you know. So, John Gruden is my bust. Bad call. Eric, give me your bust. I kind of, uh, do you want Dale to go first on this one? Because uh, I'm kind of interested to see what he's going to pick. Because he might have, I have a feeling we have, uh, yeah, Dale. We have similar. Yeah, uh, go ahead. Dale, give me, Dale, give me your bust. Unless you want me to go. Well, Dale. yeah, it's, it's, it's almost as if you have an idea of who I might be picking. I, I um, have a, a, an idea. Uh, well, you know, I, I searched long and hard through all the stats and all the performances from the last weekend, um, and I, I found who I believe to be the worst starting running back in the entire league, and that's James Conner. Five carries, 21 yards, and that was before, and that was after he had one run for 12 yards in the fourth quarter of the Steelers' comeback against the Colts. Mm-hmm. Uh, that offense running the ball is embarrassing. Uh, and James Conner should not be a starting running back in the NFL. And if the Steelers have any clue, they're not going to have him as a starter on that team at running back next year. They also need to do something about the offensive line, but uh, James Conner should never be a starting running back in the NFL again. You realize, though, they were limiting his snaps because he just came back from a quad injury though for five carries and 21 yards you probably should have just sat him the entire game because it's not like he gave you anything well i saw some moments of shine i was i mean if if that's if that's what you if that's what you're getting you know from giving him limited touches it's probably best to give him no touches at all well he's terrible we'll see how he performs I don't even know if he'll play this week, though, to be honest, because it seems like the Steelers are resting a few of their starters. And being that Connor did have the injury, I doubt he plays this week. So, if he if he plays in the game this week, I give the Browns a ten percent higher chance of winning. Okay, 
Moving on to Eric. Eric, are, are you going to chime in and is he your bust as well? Well, yeah, Dale didn't go completely in the direction that I thought he was going. Um, I had a hard time choosing who to bust on. Uh, I wanted to go with uh, Dwayne Haskins for his getting cut by the Washington football team. His abysmal performance, total disregard for uh, COVID protocols. Wanted to do him, but we'll, we'll let him go. And I wanted he's, to, he's uh, an idiot, just to jump in. He's a total idiot. Total idiot. Yeah. Uh, just an idiot. It's like, just a bad look. When you're a, cele- when you're a celebrity and you're out in public like that, like, yeah. people aren't going to know who you are. He's from that area. He's from the D.C. Yeah, area. Yeah, it's not like they don't know who so, he is. Everyone knows who he is, yeah. and he's just going to let himself get photographed at a strip club without a mask on during all this shit. Like, I mean, just, and, then just play, in, like, and then play like ass. Just, just in general, I'm trying to think of for any any person in any line of work, I I feel like it's almost never, it's never good PR for you if you're photographed in a strip club. Yeah. It's just in general, not a good look. Don't get your, don't get your picture taken there. And then it just got worse from there. He doesn't have a mask. Yeah. You know, it, it, he, he did it after a series of bad performances this year and then criticisms about, celebrating his performance after a loss and things like that. So he's uh, he's not making smart decisions, so hopefully he can turn himself around. Yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll get signed somewhere, but he'll probably be a backup. Like, I don't foresee him getting yeah. a starting he, job again. He cleared, he cleared waivers, um, so, and that's mostly because teams know that they don't, if, if they claim him off waivers, they have to pay his existing contract. Mm-hmm. So clearing that, they can just outright sign him for whatever they negotiate. So uh, I think it was in the news that a couple of teams have reached out. So he'll he'll end up somewhere. He'll he'll be able to be a backup or a third string or something for a while. And yeah, maybe in two years or so, he gets another chance to to show what he could do. And maybe if there's injuries, he ends up starting a game or two again. He, it's not over for him, but he's dug himself a big hole. Yeah. That's a shame too, you know, stupid. All right. So anywho, anywho. I never even got to my actual yeah, bust. Yeah, go ahead. Go to actual bust. So anyway, I'm not going to do it. Give it to Dwayne Haskins. And I'm not going to give it to my second most likely person to receive my bust award, which was Baker Mayfield for his no touchdown, three fumble performance uh, in a, game where they could have clinched the playoff. Uh, I know, excuses, excuses. We didn't have any receivers. We still can't fumble the ball three times. But I am giving my bust of the week to the entire Cleveland Browns organization. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, you have the best running back tandem in the league. Mm-hmm. You have, uh, according to most football websites, the best or one of the best offensive lines in the league. And yet you didn't run the football at all no. against the worst football team in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that they have a, a decent rush defense, but still. Obviously, you weren't going to move the ball downfield throwing it to Jamarcus Bradley, <laughs> no. who didn't even know he was going to play in an NFL game until Saturday. Yeah. And had never played in, well, I think he played in one, but he never had a pass down to him. Yeah, the the fact that they let all those guys uh, come in close contact with a, a 
person that was positive for COVID. Um, inexcusable. And all that's on the line. They didn't handle anything correctly. Stefanski didn't call the plays correctly. Mayfield didn't handle the ball correctly. The, the defense, which has been atrocious all year, continued to be atrocious and let the worst team in the league outscore them. And then when it came down to crunch time, you decide to run a quarterback sneak instead of handing the ball off to one of the two great running backs that you have. Yep. They just fell flat on their faces when they had a chance to clinch a playoff spot. I know you wouldn't have to worry about this. Week. We uh-huh. could just enjoy a Brown Steelers game full of backups. Yeah. You know. <laughs> uh, I mean, actually, I think the Browns are playing for seeding, but you get what I'm saying. Like now, there's unnecessary pressure on the entire team because they couldn't cross their T's and dot their I's against the worst team in the league. So the entire team gets my uh, bust award. Eric, that that might have been your best said bust ever. Baker threw the ball 53 times. I didn't get it. It was very odd. I don't know if Stefanski wants to save his running backs. Maybe that was his plan. Maybe he thought it's the Jets. We can get past them. It was just a a bad decision. I totally agree. No, he was trying to to outsmart everybody. He was thinking, oh. Well, the last thing they think I'll do is throw the ball over the field if I don't have any receivers. So you know what? I'll throw the ball over the field. Mm-hmm. He tried to he outsmarted himself. You know? Like, yeah. Sometimes you actually have to listen to the analytics instead of saying, Well, everybody knows we follow analytics, so let's do the opposite of that and that'll surprise them. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. So honorables. You guys Probably won't agree with mine, but mine is my guy, Juju Smith-Schuster. He played, he showed up, he looked great. He had nine receptions, 96 yards, a touchdown. I was so happy to see it after everyone talking shit about him all week. He arose and looked great. So, Such a, such a low bar to be an honorable mention anymore. I mean, we're usually giving it to people that you know, had multiple touchdowns, not even a guy that couldn't even break 100 yards. Listen, you guys know he is my favorite player. I was going to give him some love this week because he deserves it. After all the shit people were talking, because he was dancing on TikTok, who cares? Who cares? I don't care about that. So sick of hearing about it. If I hear it again on any NFL channel or any ESPN, I'm going to lose it. I have to keep muting the TV. I'm like, can we just drop this now? Done. So, Eric, you ready? Give me your honorable. My honorable mention, I guess I kind of mentioned him during the uh, baller segment, the Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills. Right, I'm going back to Bills Mafia again. Bills 27 Mafia. 36, 320 yards and four touchdowns. He also added four rushes for 35 yards. Mm-hmm. The underrated aspect of Josh Allen's game is his ability to run with the football. He was very athletic. Uh, what can I say? He's like, uh, I don't know, a less accurate John Elway reincarnated into a bigger body. If John Elway were dead, which is not. <laughs> uh, but, uh, Josh Allen is, uh, amazing. And he's the reason the Buffalo Bills have had such a good year this year. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's aided by Stefan Diggs. Amazing performance. But uh, they put a beat down on Bill Belichick and the Patriots, which is something you love to see. Yeah. So, and 
he's my honorable mention. Yeah, I agree. And does nobody know how to cover Stephon Diggs? Like, I'm confused. Nobody can cover him. It happened in the Steelers game, too. I'm like, you need to put, like, a bunch of people on him. Yeah, I mean, he is pretty good. (laughs) You need to have... You need to have, you know, a Pro Bowl uh, caliber corner on him or you need to do it with numbers. Uh, but, I mean, you know, he's he's in that small group of guys that you've got to throw a lot at him or else you're not going to stop him. No. He's on the short list for, you know, we've talked about it a couple of times. He's on the short list for the best wide receivers in the game right now. Mm-hmm. Yep, he is for sure. All right, Dale, give me your honorable. Well, my honorable mention is another guy that's on that short list. Mm-hmm. Um, Devontae Adams, yes. uh, 11 catches, 142 yards, and three touchdowns. Um, maybe it's easy catching those balls from Aaron Rodgers. I don't know, but he's doing a great job of it. Yeah, he is so good. I was going to use him too, but I had to give my, my love to Juju this week. But he is so good. I mean, how many touchdowns does he have now? 17 for the year? Stephon Diggs leads in yardage. Okay. Devontae Adams is fourth. Um, and then in touchdowns, you're correct. He has 17, and that is leading the lead, le- that's leading um, wide receivers and tight ends, at least. Oh, okay. So he is leading in touchdowns. Correct. Oh, okay. And and he did miss a game. Am I correct? He only played? Uh, he, it says here he's played 13. So that, to me, says he's missed two. Oh, God. Could you imagine if he played all those games? He's also, I think, it looks like he's second. Devontae Adams has 109 catches. Um, Stephon Diggs has 120. Uh, and DeAndre Hopkins has 111. So he's uh, he's third on the list then of receptions. Okay. Yeah, he's like quiet too. Like he's he's not real showy. He's like quietly good, you know? Uh, unusual for a wide receiver. Yeah. In general, in general. Yeah. I'd say he's definitely the best receiver uh, outside of DeAndre Hopkins and uh, in the NFC. Um, I'd say he's, him and Stefan Diggs are kind of neck and neck mm-hmm. um, as being the second best receiver in the NFL. But I think DeAndre Hopkins is by far the most skilled. Um, he might not necessarily have the numbers to... Uh, to go with it, but he has decent numbers. Um, and uh, I just, if I had to pick one receiver to go and uh, run a route for me on a, on a third or fourth down, it would be DeAndre Hopkins. I know I'm turning this subject of Devontae Adams into DeAndre Hopkins talk, but other than DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Devontae Adams is right there. But I also think that uh, he's the benefit of having a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Um, Whereas we've seen DeAndre Hopkins catch balls from all sorts of quarterbacks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, whereas I've only seen Devontae Adams catch balls from Aaron Rodgers, yep. who's one of the best to ever do it. I think, and it's not just because of where DeAndre Hopkins is playing, although that makes it convenient. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, Hopkins right now is just reminding me a lot of Larry Fitzgerald um, from the standpoint that no matter who's throwing him the ball, how good, how bad, that quarterback is how good or bad that offense is. He just goes out there and produces, and he's just one of the best wide receivers, if not the best, year in and year out. Yeah, 
Thanks everyone for listening to the Married to Football podcast. Don't forget to rate our show and don't forget to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And you can check us out at MTFB Podcast on Twitter. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, everyone. Cheers.